Toasties. I'm Missy here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. And we have Leanne back with us today. Hey Leanne. Speak up. Hey guys. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne's still very shy guys but it's okay. We have all been there. Yeah it's intimidating at first. It's super intimidating. I don't know why because it's just us but. I mean before I even hit record I literally like a woos on my brain big yeah. time before we really get started. I'm like terrified to hit the record button. I don't know why. Keep like if I hit that red button, it's all of a sudden going to explode. <laughs> Shit's going to hit the fan. Oh, no. What'd you drink it over there? Um, It's something by... Oh, shit. Well, I said I don't hit the mic. Um, Hold on, guys. I got to take it out because I've been in a koozie. Um, it's still Sierra Nevada. Um... But it's big little thing IPA. I saw their variety pack and I was like, "Ooh, I want to try." Yeah, not a fan of the sour one. I don't like sour beers, and I didn't realize there was a sour one. So when I took a big old swig, that was like a smack in the face, shock to the system. I was like, "Oh no, this is not for me." How's that one? This one's not too bad. Do you want to at least attempt it? I'll attempt it, but I'm really I know it's I'm going to be imperial IPA, so it's a little strong. I'm a, I'm gonna, I already know I'm going to be disappointed for some reason. It's in a purple can, guys, and I I really want it to taste like grape. <laughs> it does not taste like. <laughs> and I'm going to I know it's not going to taste like grape. Wait, wait, hold on. We got to <clears throat> I like this. I like this. This like thing. I know next time I go to Bass Pro, I'll get you one. Oh, yay. I oddly like it. What? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, this would not be my first thing I grab. I think I like getting used to beer, y'all. I like the smell of it. Something about the smell to it, I like. And like. It does have a, like, a sweeter aftertaste to it. It still tastes happy, and that's what I don't like. I don't like hops. I'm, mm. I'm not a happy person. Mm-hmm. And not happy, happy. <laughs> don't mind my accent. Um. I oddly like it. <laughs> Which is definitely odd. It is odd. What but you got? I have a bold rock. It's berry peach. It's one of their seasonal ones. I've never had bold rock, but I know lots of people love it. You've never had bold rock? I've never had bold rock. Even at Carter Mountain? Even at Carter Mountain. Mm. I've never had bold rock. So this is my first time having one. And it's, a, like I said, it's one of their seasonal berry peach um, uh, hard apple cider blended with peach and blueberries i'm not a huge like cider fan but there are some that i i really 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 enjoy like the black widow from original sin oh i love that one yeah that one's really good i don't know if it's because i'm drinking this after the ipa here but i don't i don't care for peach so it doesn't taste like peach it tastes like nothing yeah that just as a person who has had bold rock, that just tastes like their regular stuff. A little disappointed. Mm. I don't know what I was. I th- it I don't, tastes like straight apple. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know what I was anticipating on. I think they fucked that one up. Like I, like I said, I don't know if I'm because I'm that thing was strong. Your IPA there was a, no. A stronger, I think it's just. But I don't know. I guess on a. I'd, I'd give it a four. I guess on a hot summer morning. Di- morning. Yep, I'm chugging these in the morning. <laughs> it's daylight, guys. Hey, we already addressed that the fact that you're a wino, so it's okay. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's this is a safe space, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> it's daylight, guys, while we're recording right now, which is never when we record. 
we also record at night. Yeah. So, like, in my head, it's it's morning because mm-hmm. that's, you know, how my son judges the day and stuff. If it's the light, that means it's still morning and we shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z. And when the sun is down, then it's nighttime. And we still shouldn't be sleeping because there's other things he's got to do. Mm-hmm. We just don't sleep in, in his brain. But... It's not bad. It's not. It's not bad. It's not a favorite though. I, again, I don't really like ciders. The 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 beer I'm drinking though, I I'd give that a solid eight. I like that one. It's I would. I wouldn't go that high on it, but I you know if I had a couple of these bold rock, bold rocks and all of a sudden you handed me that, I would drink it. And it's because something with the smell, the smell of it appeals to my taste buds. <laughs> smells like fucking beer to me but see it doesn't whatever have, floats your boat <laughs> it doesn't have that happy smell to it it does not no. Th- that's i think that's what it is it's it's smells, you can smell something sweet in it it smells like no it smells like moose piss beer whatever let's get to the yeah let's the just real, get into it sorry guys for all the banter <laughs> yeah sorry about that we're gonna get into the real bullshit that we're here for today because we have to close this out and we do uh oh. if you're just tuning in guys as Johnsy says, you're you're a slacker. Yeah, you need to go back. There's a couple episodes you missed, and uh, last episode was real fucking heated. So let's carry on. All right. So we left off with the trials. Yep. And I kind of left Damien and Jason's conviction open ended. We didn't address it. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna address it now. And then I am going to go into who I believe to be the person who committed the crimes. Um, And that is not to do what has already been done to the three teenage boys and just making accusations. I'll explain myself a little bit more later, but there's like more evidence on his part. Um, And I, I, it's just too ironic that there's too many like witnesses to statements Mm. Um, and I know that's kind of the case in the last trial where people said this and people said that but just wait till I get to it you'll understand a little bit more Okay. but let's go back to March 19th 1994 Um, Judge Burnett, fucking hate that man he read from the jury's verdict And Damien and Jason were found guilty of capital murder and the deaths of all three boys. Family members of the murdered boys cheered and hugged after the verdict was read. Jason almost seemed to start to cry, while Damien just sat there and showed very little emotion, almost like he was just in shock. Disassociated. Yeah. And Terry Hobbs... Stevie Branch's stepfather told reporters he hoped both defendants would be executed. Oh, shit. Yeah. In his words, those guys took a life. Let them lose a life. Mm. And he went on to say that he only wished that he could have 10 minutes alone with Damien and Jason to do what they did to the boys. Mm. And each parent of the three victims took their time in front of the news cameras, as they always did, uh, to celebrate and describe their hate for the three teens. And I'm not trying to take anything away from those three parents. I'm not trying to judge them. But 
they could have had a little bit more tact to what they said. I was going to say, like, I I don't fault the parents no, not for at all. their reactions. They just lost all. three little boys, and they're just like anybody else, just going with what they were told mm-hmm. and what they felt was the right thing in justice for they felt what they said was in their heart and at the end of the day you can't blame them for it right because i probably would have said the same thing if not worse right i mean i we only have the distaste honestly for them because we know that they were were fed wrong information had we been in their shoes and didn't know that they were fed Mm -hmm. wrong information fuck yeah i would have been like probably worse i probably would have way more worse things to say Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, like, in my head, in my heart, put keeping myself in that place for them. Yeah. Because of having, you know, a child the same age and what I would do in that situation without the knowledge of knowing how they were also screwed over. Yeah. Basically. But, again, not trying to judge, but they do operate at a lower IQ. Yeah. And... I feel like if they, they I, I just feel like they put too much trust trust into the Memphis Police Department, obviously. Like, if it was my child, and again, I don't, I, I'm trying so hard not to judge, but if it was my child, I'd be doing more. And I didn't see that from them. Mm. They just left it open-ended for the West Memphis to handle. Mm-hmm. And that took me the wrong way. Yeah, I definitely would have been. More involved, more, right? I would have been so involved. I would have been doing everything I could for the justice of my child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because especially when you come back, there's like no evidence and you're leading off this as a, a satanic occult. So my first mind would be to immediately research the satanic occult and mm-hmm. see what the findings are mm-hmm. and see where it's relatable to make mm-hmm. sure like we're putting the right, like I would care so much that the right person's behind bars. Oh, absolutely, because I wouldn't want anybody else to experience what I just had to go through. Exactly. That was my baby, and if my baby experienced that, I would not want anybody else's baby to experience that. Well, Melissa was completely the opposite, which is Christopher Byers' mother. And matter of fact, the documentary opened up with, you know, introducing her, and that she stated that she hated the three teens. And she hated them so fucking much to the extent that she hated the mothers that bore them. Like I said, I can't. I want to. And I feel that's just, I'm sorry, but that's just ignorant. I can kind of see where you're coming from, but it's ignorant. It's ignorant. Yes. But I mean, I've, I've said before, like, if anybody ever hurt my kid, I, don't, I told my kids, I was like, I'd kick their ass and their parents. Like, mm-hmm. I've said that. I've I've said that. But I am going to play you a clip from Melissa and Mark Byers. And this is after Jesse was sentenced and he is seen leaving the courthouse in the Kevlar bulletproof vest. Okay. Okay. You said Jesse. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think of the, how you, it would have gone any other way, but you never can tell with a jury of 12 they could have found a verdict of not guilty and... Uh, we had to sit there and tell ourselves, God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So we had to be willing to accept what happened, and thankfully the verdict went our way. Melissa, it must be mixed emotions because you have the guilty verdict, but you, you still 
This doesn't change anything. Our Christopher's son was still dead. Our son and he was, was tortured dead. to death by three murdering bastards on a ditch bank. He was eight years old. And guilty is guilty. And I hope the little sucker, when he hits Cummins, they get his ass right off the bat because he deserves to be tortured and punished for the rest of his life for murdering three eight-year-old children. Jesse, how come you kept your head down the whole time? Jesse, you held your head down for Well, anything you want to say now? Did you do it, Jesse? Did you do it, Jesse? Prison's not a safe place. Jesse, sweetie, I'm gonna mail him a skirt. So, obviously, you can feel a lot of her pain. Yeah, you can. And, I mean, I was always raised, you know, don't ever wish harm on anybody, no matter what. Mm -hmm. don't ever wish negative on people don't ever wish harm on people and I'd like to think that uh, I would even in that situation I wouldn't be like I hope he's tortured like my baby was but I fortunately am not in that situation so I don't I can't speak if I wouldn't react the way that she did like I said I think the biggest problem is the fact that I can't fully put myself in their shoes because of the fact that I know the truth now mm-hmm. I, I really do sympathize with them a little bit in how they're feeling and how they're acting because I don't know what I would do if that was my yeah. absolutely like I, I can acknowledge and I'll be the first one to say it I probably would have said what Melissa said and much 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 more um I am the first person to speak with my emotions first versus thinking it through before I say something. Yeah. And even when we went over Fred and Rose, I was the first one to say, I I hope he gets it back tenfold. Well, so it's a lot, lot harder just to think about, you know. Yeah. Well, you don't want to put that on them. Right. And like I said, I, there's children... At the end of the day, there was chilled both sides. There was yeah, and chill- I think that's what's why this case is just so passionate. There was children involved. There was children, lives who were taken from this physical earth, mm-hmm. and then there was children's lives that were taken away from them that they'll never get back. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason was sentenced to life without parole, and Damien was sentenced to death at the age of 18 and his no wonder why he was just dumbfounded yeah his execution date was almost a little bit over a year so that's extremely scary 
extremely scary. So immediately, uh, the attorneys for the three teens, Jason, Damien, and Jesse, they each filed appeals to the Arkansas Supreme Court. And basically, the Supreme Court issued a, you know, unanimous opinion on February 19th, 1996, and they upheld Jesse's conviction. Ten months later, in a 93-page opinion, the seven justices unanimously upheld the conviction of Jason and Damien. But Mm. it was basically just far from over. And if it wasn't for this documentary, the boys would have never gotten the attention that they should have. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that Damien would have died on death row. Oh my gosh. Um, But as you know, I've referenced it already. The West Memphis Three, there was a 1996 HBO air documentary called Paradise Lost. The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. And the film with a soundtrack mostly by Metallica. Mm-hmm. It depicted West Memphis as a hellhole and residents blinded by fantasies of the satanic cults and jurors unable to sort out facts, which essentially that's what happened. That is what happens. Because there was no facts. Yeah, that's the thing. There was no facts. There was all, well, we think. I mean, I, there's... Yeah. Well, there's it, arguments saying that it, 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 it was one-sided. I don't... It wasn't one-sided. They just, they put you right in the middle and you came to immediate conclusion because there was no other side. Yeah, as I said, you had somebody up there who's saying that they're, you know, this doctor. They asked him straight up, what class did you take? Like, I took none. Yeah. Now, how are you giving some doctor opinions on shit? Just mm-hmm. not only those mamas who lost their babies, there's other mamas and one in particular who's about to lose her baby. Mm-hmm. It, it's an awful situation. But thankfully, the film or documentary did spawn a movement. And soon after it released, there was a website dedicated to gaining the release of the West Memphis Three. And it was WM3.org. The film also led to a marriage. Lori Davis, she was an architect, began communicating with Damien after seeing the documentary. Uh, she was in New York City, so mm-hmm. a little bit of distance. But in December of 1999, Lori and Damien actually married in a Buddhist ceremony, sorry, performed at the Maximum Security Prison. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they, I will note that they are still together to this day. That's beautiful. A Buddhist ceremony? <laughs> um, so he... That is so cute. <laughs> I was trying not to put too much of Damien in here, but <clears throat> Damien did go through... A little bit of a whole, like, because when he went into prison, he was basically, he considered himself a Catholic. Yeah. And he, again, same thing I kind of went through. If this is what Christians did to me and they put me in here, I want nothing to do with it. Oh, naturally. You're going to turn your back on something that you feel is turning their back on you. So one of his prison mates was in, you know to the same religion and that's when he learned and became a Buddhist and decided that this was a much better path for him Mm -hmm. and basically it just brought him a lot of peace peace yeah light because that's all that he's like I'm stuck in stuck in this four walls 
all day long. The hellhole. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if he could focus on that and that brought him peace, that was the only peace that he found in those four walls. I'm honestly also surprised that these boys weren't hurt, being that their crimes involved children. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, fuck. Gosh. I spoke too soon. I left a lot of it out. I will mention it, but Damien did go through it quite a bit. Um, concerns that the West Memphis Three might have been wrongfully convicted continue to grow, mm-hmm. considering the release of the documentary. And then in March of 2000, the film Paradox lost two revelations, which suggested that the real killer of the three boys was John Mark Byers. And that's why when I stayed in the first episode... That my family was like, oh, he fucking did it. He fucking did it. That was him. I'm like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still unconvinced. Like, in the first episode, or the first documentary, it was just so much, like, he was speaking with anger and passion. And in the second one, they definitely made him look guilty. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, you just did what you're trying to fight against. So, I don't necessarily agree with it. Right. Because there was no, like, facts. And this guy, if he did do it, he would have fought everything he went through. I mean, he went through polygraph tests as well that he passed. He, you know, released dental records, all kinds of stuff. Because they were saying the boys were bit. Um, and none of it matched. Very cooperative. Yeah, he was. And He's just an eccentric person. Exactly. And especially and much so with his guilty. Addi- addictions. It really brought it out. So mm-hmm. he seemed like an odd character. You also have to remember all these people weren't that were coming in when you're watching this one weren't coming in from Arkansas. They were coming in from all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, all over the U.S. We don't we don't act like Arkansas. Right. And like you said, exactly. It is OK. He's an eccentric, weird character in an, in his own right. Um, you are doing exactly to him that was done to those three boys mm-hmm. just because he's weird and he's doesn't match what would be normal to you exactly does not make him guilty mm-hmm. um following release of number two there was a book by mara levert called devil's knot the true story of the west memphis three and just like the hbo filmmakers mara argued that there was a miscarriage of justice occurred in the 1994 trials obviously so it was basically after that, and I don't know if anybody's ever watched it. It has Reese Witherspoon and Colin Firth in it. It's not a well-done movie. Following the release of that movie, the three teens started having celebrities support them. And these celebrities were Henry Rollins of Black Flag and Rollins Band, Eddie Vader of Pearl Jam, Natalie Maines of Dixie Chicks, Wyona Ryder, Johnny Depp. Yes. And Peter Jackson, who, if nobody knows, is the director of Lord of the Rings. And basically, they all fought for the release of the three teens and raising money and awareness of the injustice of their convictions. And if it wasn't for them, I don't know what would be today. We'd be telling a total different story. Exactly. So I just want a big shout out to all of them. Yes. All of them. Johnny and Damien are very, very close friends. This is going to be a real late, but happy birthday, Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the 9th. Sorry. Real delayed. I already made his shout out, so love you. 
in 2003. I don't know if you guys remember our little homely waitress, Vicki Hutchinson, and her son. Oh, the bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she had testified about attending the coven with Jesse and Damien. Mm-hmm. And she told a reporter from Arkansas police that everything she had told the police a decade earlier was all a lie. Wow, now we want to speak mm-hmm. the truth, you little twat. Yep. She reported that she felt she was compelled to cooperate with the police out of the fear that if she didn't, that her sons were going to be taken away. Because like I said, there's another story to that. That's why she kind of... <laughs> Point the finger at other things mm-hmm. so you don't see what's going on over here. Yep. And then Michael Carson, if you remember, that was the one that testified against Jason. The the cellmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he also later recanted his story, apologizing for his wrongdoings. Um, and he basically excused himself by saying he was, you know, doing it for his own beneficial gain. He was honest. But that he had also been on a lot of LCD at the time, which, you know, people with addictions, things happen. I get it. Yeah. Doesn't make it right. But right. Unfortunately, he, he crossed their paths at the wrong time. Yeah. I'm just thankful he... Did actually the right, came out I was yeah, say, did, did the, the right, right thing, thing yeah. in the end so another bombshell that fell in 2007 after DNA found at the crime scene oh. was retested because remember now 2007 we have a lot more science. science and none of the DNA is found to match Damien Jason or Jesse oh geez who would have fucking thought what a quinkity right no shit a hair found in a knot used to tie up one of the victims is, however, found to be, and this is a confusing term, not inconsistent with Terry Hobbs. Not. So it could be it a match. It could be matched to him. But they can't prove it's his. They'd need more DNA. Yeah. But stepfather of Stevie Branch. And on the bias of a new evidence, Mark Byers, who we played that clip in the first episode, yeah, who everybody said it was him, mm-hmm. told reporters that he now believes the three young men convicted are innocent. So even he's like, oh, I... Yeah. And, and we heard him speak with such conviction yes. in that first clip. But again, that's that situation where, like, you're just upset. At that point, you're seeing red. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not even seeing red. You're just seeing, I don't even know what that level of, of hurt could be, nor do I ever want to find out. Absolutely fucking not. I'm just with the pain. Like, you, you, just, you just can't blame them for the way they acted. And I just want to make it so clear throughout this entire three-part that they are not to blame. No. They are not, like, because I know a lot of people want to talk about the parents. Fuck you. Oh, Leave them the fuck alone. They just lost a baby. Yeah. They are going to act. Put yourself in that shoes. And drop your intelligence level a bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, you already did. You're at that point. If you're going to judge them for how you Mm -hmm. are seeing them react and say that it's wrong, you're intelligence level is just not there because you don't know that feeling nor do i hope anybody else does ever never wish that on my worst enemy well 
This is why I hate this man. Which one? The judge. Ah. Judge Burnett. So the new DNA evidence failed to convince him that a new trial for the West Memphis Three was justified. Oh, he's the dumbest of all of them. It was basically... It is what it is. You all suffer. Yeah. And he didn't want to look stupid. It was an ego thing. But the thing is, is you being like, well, then we have to do this right. You don't look stupid. You look smart. Like, we need to do this the right way, guys. But not in his eyes when you get ego involved. Oh, gosh. Because you don't think with your head. Clearly not. But the attorneys for all three did appeal Burnett's decision to the Arkansas Supreme Court. And finally, on November 4th, 2010, the defendants received the first good news in their cases that they had ever heard from a court anywhere. And the Arkansas Supreme Court announced an opinion ordering the trial court to reconsider whether newly discovered DNA evidence or new evidence of a juror misconduct in the original trials justified ordering a new trial for exoneration of the three defendants. Mm -hmm. And this is when prosecutors, against the prospect of retrying the case, started to fucking scramble. Mm. Because this didn't look good. Of course not. And again, if they came through and found the boys not guilty, the state of Arkansas is going to owe them a whole lot of fucking money. So, in Damien's book, Life After Death, which was published in 2012, he described his feelings in August of 2012 as he waited for word as to whether Jason would agree to enter an Alfred plea. Which, if you guys don't know what that is, you basically plead guilty, yet you maintain innocence. Sorry. So, in that deal with the state, that would result in the release of of all three boys men now Mm-hmm. and I'm going to read off from Damien's book so the prosecutor wanted all three of us Jesse Jason and me to take the deal or there would be no deal over the years Jason had grown to love prison his circumstances were not at the same as mine he had a job He had befriended the guards, and he was actually looking forward to the next year in prison school. Jason also said previously that he wasn't willing to concede anything to the prosecutors. I understood with all my heart, and I knew he still believed he would be exonerated one day and walk freely through the prison gates. But the state was too corrupt to ever let that happen. I was trapped in a nightmare, chained to someone I couldn't communicate with. I pace back and forth in my prison cell, two steps to the door, and then two steps back. Over and over and over, I paced at all hours of the day and night. I couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't read, couldn't even sit still. I wept, I cursed, I raged. To see home so close and still beyond my reach was pain beyond articulation. So, he obviously would accept it. Damien himself because he's looking at death, da- death, death row yeah Jason doesn't want to because he's I'm not guilty why should I say I'm guilty mm-hmm. I'm willing to stay here and sit and wait for my innocent you know 
Right. But Jason finally agreed to the deal. And he later said, I didn't take the deal for me. I took it for Damien. BFFs. Mm -hmm. Fuck yes. And at a hearing on August 19th, 2011, Judge David Laser, having replaced Judge Bennett on the case, thank fucking God, called what happened a tragedy on all sides. Because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse Miskelly, Jason Baldwin, and Damian Eccles walked free and they went home for the first time in two decades. Oh. And this is where I would like to amount the amount of abuse Damian went through after talking about how Jason, you know. He loved where he was at. Didn't maybe love it, but. He embraced it. Yeah. Damien endured while in death row, not just from inmates, but also from guards. And while I don't condone any of the acts of the men on death row, maybe they deserve it, maybe they don't. But the treatment of the U.S. prisoners is astounding. And two wrongs do not make a right. Absolutely. And that's why I said in the first case, please be careful to judge. Well, at this point, too, being a a guard, your job isn't to abuse the prisoners. Your mm-hmm. job is to be a guard. Mm-hmm. The inmates, I can't, I can't say anything about them. But as a guard, no, no. And people can disagree with me all day long, and I'm completely fine with that. That is your right, but. Our judicial system and prison system are tra- tragically flawed, and something needs to change, like yesterday. Like, it's awful. And I know that's going to hit strike a lot of nerves. Mm-hmm. Now, before I go into whom I believe murdered the three eight-year-old little boys, I will introduce who we've heard about, Mr. Bojangles. And I referenced in our last episode and told, said I would come back to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all that valid, but I do think it's pertinent that everybody knows what happened on that date. Mm-hmm. So, according to local West Memphis police officers, on the evening of May 5th, 1993, at 8.42 p.m., mm-hmm. workers at a Bojangles restaurant about a mile from the crime scene um, reported seeing a black male. He was dazed and covered with bl- blood and mud. And he went inside the ladies' room of the restaurant. The man was bleeding from his arm, and it brushed against the walls. The man had defecated on himself and on the floor. And the police were called, but the man left the scene. And Officer Regina Meeks responded to the crime. This is going to piss you off. By inquiring through the drive through fucking window. What the hell? And it was about 45 minutes later. What What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Are you guys good in there? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you good? Okay, can I get a hamburger and fries? Yeah, I'm just... Like, put, what the fuck? I'm just putting this part in here just so you guys can see... The level of stupidity of this town. Of the police department. Not saying the town, but the West Memphis Police Department. Absolutely. <clears throat> of course, by then, the man had left and police did not enter the restroom on that date. They didn't even go back in. The following day, after the victims were already found, 
The Bojangles manager, Marty King, thinking there was maybe, you know, a connection, put two and two together. He was obviously operating with a higher IQ. Um, reported the disoriented man in the killings and called police twice to inform them of his suspicions. Mm-hmm. That's when finally police gathered evidence from the restroom. At that point, how many people were in and out of that damn restroom? You know? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if they closed it off. I don't know if they just saved what they cleaned up. I don't know the situation, but either way, regardless, that's, that's fucked. Um, investigators also wore their same shoes and clothes from where they were at at Robin Hood Hills from that crime scene into the Bojangles restaurant bathroom. And, of course, contamination. Mm-hmm. And as I referred to Gitchell in the last episode, police detective Brian Ridge later stated that the, that he lost the blood scrapings taken from the walls and the tiles of the restroom. Hmm. What a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And a hair identified as belonging to an African-American male was later recovered from a sheet which was used to wrap one of the victims. So that's where you know there was a cross-contamination there. Yeah. Now, we still do not know the identity of Mr. Bojangles still to this day. But again, this just shows you the inc- how incompetent West Memphis Police Department was. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on, documentary film about the 1993 killings west of Memphis west of Memphis sorry was a film paid for and produced by Peter Jackson hmm. the director of Lord of the Rings and it released around the same time in 2012 strongly suggesting that Terry Hobbs step stepfather of the victim Stevie Branch participated in the murders of the three boys mhm and in the film, they noted that there was significant DNA evidence found at the crime scene. DNA and a hair found in one of the shoelaces, which we addressed earlier, to tie up the boys, matched the DNA of Hobbs as well as 1.5 of the population. So that goes to that confusing. Mm-hmm. So it could be 1.5% anybody else. And the second hair that was found on a tree stump near the bodies were found to match that of David Jacoby, a friend of Hobbs, Hmm. who he was reported being seen with and hanging out that same day. In that film, they also noted that Hobbs had a long history of abuse, including that he admitted assault on his wife and accusations of child beating and assaults on neighbors. Hmm. And to mix this up with circumstantial evidence, the filmmakers included an interview with aunt of Stevie Branch, her name is Jo Lynn, who alleged that she saw Hobbs doing laundry the night of the murders, presumably to clean the mud off his clothes after killing the boys in the woods. Shows she automatically, from the get-go, thought he did it. Mm-hmm. And she knows this man. The filmmakers also reported that a prized pocket knife owned by Stevie, one he almost always carried with him and even his mom said it was always with him it didn't stay at home mm-hmm. was later found with terry hobbs possessions hmm. finally and probably the most damning evidence uh the filmmakers produced three young men who claimed to have been told by a nephew of terry hobbs 
that the fact that Terry killed the three boys was closely guarded as a family secret. So the family knew? Mm-hmm. Obviously, except for the mother. They are no longer together at this point. She left him a long time ago. Why? It wasn't ever clearly said, but it was said that there was a lot of stress between them because of this. So. There's a lot of talk. I mean, I've heard that that death of a child will cause a separation because mm-hmm. absolutely one will not respond the way the other one thinks wants. they should. Yeah. yeah. And it causes a lot of stress and mm-hmm. tension. They actually put that in the... Um, and I know these things are super fiction, you know, whatnot, like criminal minds or whatever. And there was one where a little boy was killed in his sleep and they made up a whole story about yeah. it. But really it was his little brother or his older brother that killed him. And the parents, instead of fighting, they were comforting each other all the time. And the the police, the detectives found that really odd. And that was mentioned by the psychologist, one mm-hmm. that was of the group, who was like, normally you two are all over each other. Mm-hmm. Normally people fight during mm-hmm. this because you're you're stressed you're tense you're you're angry and you kind of take it out on each other you two are holding each other mm-hmm. comforting each other so i'm wondering if she if she i think she knew in her heart of hearts and i'll get to it okay in a second but in 2013 what seems likely to be close to the true story of west memphis murders finally emerged in a separate affidavit signed by billy wayne stewart and benny guy Mm-hmm. And the level of detail and overall plausibility of the stories told in the affidavits make them seem highly credible. Now, I will note, one is admitted drug dealer, another's a convicted felon. But the story that they told was on May 5th, 1993, according to both Stuart and Guy, Terry Hobbs and David Jacoby, and two teenagers from a local trailer park showed up at his West Memphis home looking to buy some pot, which Stewart provided. While Stewart told the two boys, or sold the two boys the pot, he noticed Hobbs and Jacoby kissing in a pickup truck across oh. the street. Ooh, that's worse than satanic panic in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. Now, this is according to Stewart. Hobbs was a bisexual with a preference for sex with young boys. What happened after Stewart sold the pot on May 5th was told to Stewart by Buddy Lucas in April of 1995. So we're getting to a he said, she said. But basically he said he got back in the pickup. Hobbs, Jacoby, and the two boys drove around town smoking pot and drinking whiskey before heading to town on a dirt road by the Blue Beacon Wood. At that point, according to Lucas's account, Terry Hobbs asked the two teenagers to get out and wrestle while he and Jacoby watched. While Lucas does not specifically say whether the, you know, the wrestling turned into sexual activity involving him or the other teen and the two men, whatever, Stewart obviously had no doubt what had happened. He could assume by the teenager's expression what he was being told. It was during this likely sexual activity that Christopher Byers, Michael Moore, and Stevie Branch appeared on their bikes at the wrong time. (gasps) Stewart says Lucas told him that Terry Hobbs screamed, get them little fuckers. While Jacoby beat one of the kids, Hobbs ordered the teens to pull off his pants. 
According to Stewart, Mr. Hobbs walked over to the boy that Mr. Jacoby had been beating and repeatedly bit the boy's penis and scrotum, mm. then cut the boy's genitals. Terry Hobbs then announced the other two boys had to be killed because of what they had just seen. And Hobbs and Jacoby proceeded to do just that. The boys' clothes and bodies were gathered and dragged to the water and their bikes thrown into the bayou, which makes more sense than the story we've previously been told because just given the amount of evidence at the crime scene, with there being little to no blood, and their clothing found dug into the ditch bank or into the water by sticks and everything. This story actually makes sense, unfortunately. And Benning Guy's affidavit tells a similar story. Guy stated that while Buddy, one of the teens, who Guy described as pretty slow, mm -hmm. was staying in his home in 1994, and he confessed his involvement in the killings to Buddy. Mm. Shockingly, according to Billy Stewart, when he tried to call West Memphis police investigator Bill Sanders in 1995 to tell him the story, Sanders never even bothered to return his phone calls. Because at this point, they already thought they had their killer. Mm -hmm. They don't need any more people mm -hmm. involved. So, Terry Hobbs <clears throat> remains a free man. Pam Hobbs has since divorced him and does believe he did kill her baby boy as well as the other two boys and terry hobbs is who i believe absolutely took the life of all three eight-year-old little boys there's just too much evidence working against him and you can say secondary transfer but the like to, to the point it's caught in the knot like no i was gonna say get the fuck out of here there's more there's more working against them than there is Damien, Jason, uh, and Jesse. Yeah, there's way more working against him than the three young boys that were actually convicted. Mm -hmm. Those boys were convicted off of it. First off, was just their outside appearance. Second, it was guilt by association. Mm -hmm. And that was it the end that's it there's nothing there's they all they had alibis the boys had alibis yeah which i didn't fully go into in the second episode and i'm sorry there's just so much detail but, but like jason was actually proven to be at school like okay. his mom went and got his attendance record he so, was fucking there so jesse was at a wrestling match yes jason was at school and Jesse, Damien or Damien, yeah. Damien was on the phone with two girls and they have tangible, physical, in your hands you could look and see and read yes, evidence to prove that they yes, were in those places. Yep. And they were still fucking convicted. That yep. just because of how they looked mm -hmm. and who they associated yep. with. Mm -hmm. But this man, his hair was at the location in a knot. Mm -hmm. with one of the boys and I, I think i've said this in another podcast we did or maybe not maybe it's just for my own research but more than likely more than half of the time what happens happens to be the actual murderer of young victims is their parents so i don't know why it wasn't looked at to begin with as that's a huge normally yeah that's normally the first people they actually go yeah. to. And my the first thoughts, first. whose fucking dick is Hobbs fucking smoking? He had to have some kind of connection just to ignore all that? Yeah. 
Because you you got to remember, it's not just like I haven't talked about a whole much. There were still more talks going on throughout the community. Of course, yes, a lot of it was working against Mark Byers because there was other things going on in that situation, well, which made him was, look even more guilty. He was the eccentric one of the group, and just like Damien, Jason, but and Jesse was the quiet one of the group. Yeah, you play, and that looks more concerning. He stayed close to the chest, but he was quiet. You know, in the Beatrice, when they were trying to find the people who did that to, who did the initial crime, mm-hmm. and I, I'm so sorry, I'm spacing on her name at the moment because we, there was a lot of names in this case, yeah. by the way, um, but they put, um, you know, they put the the tape recorder at the gravesite to see if the person would come back to confess, mm-hmm. you know, because. They, well, they obviously they do this at this because they already had their... Well, they say that the person will revisit the location. They'll either revisit mm-hmm. the location where the, the crime was committed. They'll go visit the grave to do their little confession to the mm-hmm. person apologizing. Or they show up at the um, um, funerals mm-hmm. to see the reactions. And that fucker was at all of that. Yeah, he was automatically there and nobody would question it no. because he was there. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't go straight to the parents. Super surprised. And it, I could see the. Well, that's where you get Jerry Driver who fucked it all up. Definitely. And at point, again, not to make, well, sorry, it is to make accusations. But part of what we're doing. Part of of me can see Jerry and his best friend who found the bodies of the boys going to some extent as to work with their own gain to make themselves seem not crazy. But that's a far accusation. And with the physical evidence that I have been given, I am 99.9% that Hobbs killed these boys with his best friend, Jacoby. I want to know why those weren't those men, seeing as somebody has this evidence to put this in the, you know, the, the documentaries and whatnot. Why is there no trial for that? Because <clears throat> the boys have already entered, entered an Alfred plea. This is after they have already been released. Doesn't no longer stand. They're not going to put spend more money on this case when they already have their conviction. And that's all what it comes down to. And that's sad. Again, that's why it's not a judicial system. It's a money. It's a, it's a political system. Just like the fucking rest of it. It all fucking works the same. It's just a political fucking agenda. But on a happier note, Damien now lives in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, what a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. With his gorgeous wife, Lori. And I didn't mention this earlier, but while Jason, or sorry, while Damien was sentenced to death row, he just had been given birth to a baby boy. So he now has, he's tried to keep the relationship going all along, but now he definitely has that relationship with the son. So I am definitely happy for him, though it won't win back the 20 years that he lost. And he's constantly, you know, ripping wounds back open. He continues to fight for his exoneration. And I think there was something released in 2022, which again was dismissed because it was filed in the wrong county or something and it was really fucking confusing but to get more DNA tested 
So he he's still going out at it. Lori's still going at it. She's like the main, also another main reason why they got out. Mm-hmm. Like all her hard work and everything. Um, but in his new life, um, he has actually gone paragliding in New Zealand with Peter Jackson. Nice. And I don't know if you would call it besties, but he's really good friends with Johnny Depp. Oh, I'm jealous. I am too. Why? Can I be be upset? <laughs> I think Johnny, Johnny Depp saw a lot of himself in Damien. Probably. And um, in a 2013 article in Rolling Stones magazine, Depp did say that of Damien, uh, you expect kind of like a time bomb, but Damien's so kind and loving and open to all kinds of possibilities and open to the world, and he is just the strongest human. I have ever fucking met. Right? I love Johnny. <laughs> I love Johnny and Damien. They're both just awesome. You could tell there's there you could tell there's a favoritism with Damien, but I understand why. Yeah. I kinda and understand that, that why. They were rushing, you've got to remember. He was on death row, so they were like We had to help him quick. Yeah, so there's like, a, there is a lot of focus now. on Damien yeah. because of where he was sitting. Mm-hmm. Um do we know where Jason and Jesse are? Get ready to tell you. Missy. Oh, thank goodness! I do want to know where those those lovely boys are at too. So Jesse is, <clears throat> you know, Jesse's slower. Um, he has maintained a low profile since his release, and he still lives and works in the West Memphis, and is very reluctant to talk to the media. So he kind of became a recluse after all this. He doesn't want anything to do with it. Understandable. Yeah. I mean, he ex- he's the one that went through the 12 hours straight of mm-hmm. mind torture. And people probably, like, I can't <clears throat> imagine what kind of, like, blame got put on him and hatred because it, people saying this is all your fault. Right. And when the- many, it was many, 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 many people, mostly the West oh. Memphis Police Department's well, in the, fault. Well, in the beginning of the, of the episode now you played that clip and all you hear is jesse 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 did you do it jesse jesse just and i can imagine that scene of him just walking to Mm -hmm. the car or whatever vehicle he was getting in just have people fucking pawing at him and again he um he, he kind of fit into prison same as jason he found his own place damon unfortunately was the one that was you know raped and tortured in prison so, I think he's going to get a little bit more intention and um, compassion mm-hmm. because of what he's gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to all three boys is fucked up. Yeah. But Damien being on death row, you get into those maximum securities. Guards aren't really watched. They're just left to kind of deal with the prisoners. It's a whole fucked up situation. Well, they're probably thinking it'd be easier and better if they just died in prison. Yeah. Saves them money. What country is it? Is it Germany or something where they actually give their prisoners like little small apartments and try to teach them to be better human beings? I can't remember. I think oh, it's Germany. I think it is Germany. I, I wish we could do something like that for that's our how, inmates. That's how it should be for... Especially if we actually did our job to find the actual people who can you know, committed these crimes, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have so many people behind bars. Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. Especially for these mundane crimes. Yeah. So then we could afford, you know, maybe to present a better life to these people to, you know, also come back on our society too as well. Rehabilitate. Yeah. Like they're supposed to. Yeah. Jason. 
Jason. Um, he, of course, he taught classes to other inmates in prison. Mm-hmm. He actually helped produce the film Devil's Knot. And he went on to say that he liked to work on behalf of wrongly accused and hopes to attend law school one day. Aww. And he said life is getting better. But we all live through this horrible time in our own way and got through it differently. So now I guess all I guess all I have is a different way of healing. And that's all he said. He's a very simple man of very few words. It seems like that's how he's always been. Yeah. And like even when he was like convicted, I didn't go really in too much depth about sorry, his comments and whatnot. But when he was asked for his comments by Judge Bennett, he was like, yeah, I didn't do it. He was the only one out of the three that mm-hmm. spoke up. Damien kind of just like in shock, Jesse in shock. But Jason's like, yeah, I have something to say. I didn't do it. Like he was the most aggressive out of the three. You're thinking Damien might be? No, it was it was Jason. <clears throat> right. Sorry. No, you're good. My mic's too close to me. <laughs> Mine's not close enough. <laughs> it's okay, though. But that is the ending to our West Memphis 3. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it tears at your heartstrings. It does tear at my heartstrings. Cause that, one really, that one really went in on the parents. And I, I really... I can't hate them for their their hurtful words. Mm-hmm. I can't judge them for their hurtful words. I just, as much as I would like to say, you know, oh, don't wish harm on people. Don't wish X. Don't wish it's Y. It's hard to do. But if you make yourself aware, you can at least try. Yeah. I... You got anything over there to say, Leanne? You've been so quiet. She is so quiet. I think she's afraid to interject because she doesn't want to interrupt us. Guys, just so you know, the Leanne's my, um, she's my stepdaughter, and she helped me research this case. I did. She did a beautiful did job. One. There you go. <laughs> we can't hear you. I said there was a lot into this case. There was, I mean, what happened to the three boys and, you know, them getting wrongly convicted. It's sad that somebody would so little evidence and stuff that you can just you know wrongly convict somebody it's it's ridiculous guys and if my 17 year old can see it the fuck come on oh yeah absolutely come on like yeah yeah it's no slight against her or being 17 but if she's mature enough to see it like a grown-ass adult should fucking see it you know someone who is their job yeah, exactly. How about Somebody that? It's their fucking job. It's their Sweet. job to look at at the evidence and make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Should be able to see it. This isn't even her job. She doesn't do that for a living. She's a student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, and another thing I can't understand is why they didn't use Hobbs' story or like the story that Hobbs was tied into. Why did they? Why was that never brought up? The only one that was pinpoint was the story that Jesse had brought up because it went against their agenda. Because still, at the they, end of the day. Because yeah. still, at the fucking end of the day, I fucking hate this. It's still fucking politics. It was politics, and it was... He looked... They looked different. They were different. Yeah, because yeah. they they had their agenda, and that was the main, the main objective. They had their agenda that they had to meet. So, 
they went with the easiest that they could find. Yeah, because they were just trying to get somebody hurry up. And- well, they were mm-hmm. trying to get somebody. It was the devil worshiper, quote unquote. And you could tell that they were going for someone who was just different than the status yeah. quo of their co- of their community. Because if they went from those three boys to the eccentric mm-hmm. dad. I forget his name. I'm Mark. Sorry. Mark. Mm-hmm. They went straight to him because yeah. he was different. Because he mm-hmm. was different, yeah. And but really, he was just... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Leanne. <laughs> he was just passionate. He was just upset. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. And you could see his hurt and stuff. But, like, they never looked more into Hobbs at all. No. Never. He just kind of sat writing he in sat, the background. Yeah. Maybe he was sucking their dicks. That's what I said earlier. I don't yeah, know his dick he was smoking, but... There's... I don't know. It's a it's a it's a fucked up case, but it really is. Oh, thank you for sharing that, and thank you to yeah. I'm glad to have it over with. Yeah, I think you're gonna end up being so much better. <laughs> <laughs> this has been. You have been the last month now. I think it's been going on almost a little over two months. Well, when you were assigned this, when you not you were assigned this, but when it was suggested to you because a friend on your personal Facebook suggested this story to you, um. You were like, oh, this is a really fucked up story, but I don't think we're ready for it. And you seemed okay. But as time has been going yeah. on, it just it, it has been tugging at you and tugging at you to the point where you can see it taking a physical form on you of anxiety and just, you know, like, I ha- it was scratching you. Yeah, because it was just, it was, it's fucked up because, you know, I, I guess I was that quote unquote, you know, goth kid. Yeah. Um, Coming up in high school. And what really tugged at my heartstrings is I had an ex, I won't name his name, but in high school, he reminded me exactly of Damien. And I can be the first one to fucking tell you, he was the most sweetest individual. He would never harm anybody, nonetheless a child. Never, never. He may talk and be a smart ass and say all this, like, Billy badass, and he was well-educated and said all this other stuff. But he would never ever, he would never do anything like no, that. No, he wouldn't. I know so exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And no, sweet as pie. Yeah, never, ever, ever. So it just, it, it, it fucking pissed me off to see, you know, it come from that standpoint. It fucking pissed me off to see, you know, the Christianity shit get involved and in where I've been through in my own past. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, it was too personal mm-hmm. and started to like scratch at me so yeah i had to get it off my chest no i get it well thank you you're welcome thanks for getting that up your chest and thank you to your friend for suggesting it stephanie thank you yes that was great i'm sorry i should have said stephanie i really was wanted to say stephanie but i didn't want to be wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i hope she gets the hint i'm trying to get the girl's name right it was stephanie yes yes it and- was stephanie there's so many names in that. I couldn't even yeah. keep up for a little bit. We got bit. another case suggestion coming up. One by one of our TikTok toasties. Yes. And that will be next week. Well, stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Leanne, for being here for this one. Yeah. Thank you, guys, for having me. Of course. And we'll have Leanne and other ones coming soon. Hopefully she overcomes and speaks out a little more. <laughs> Don't worry, Leanne. It is totally fine. It takes time. It does take time. Well, until then, make sure you guys follow us on all the social medias of the TikToks and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and click that bell. We just had one posted today, so make sure you're listening to that because that's the beginning of this one. So if you haven't, if you're tuning in now and just hearing me say that, you 
Go slacker. Yeah, fucking slacker. Get on this doozy train because this one is intense. Yeah. This one's intense. But until then, guys. Bye. Bye.